Hey, what's going on out there, guys? This is DJ, your town treasurer. How are you? I'm good. This is Deb Mortwit, your deputy treasurer. Hey there, and this is after the checks are signed. We are back in the saddle. This is awesome. I'm so excited to be here today. I love it. I've actually been fantasizing about podcasting, which is very strange. And I'm a little disappointed <laughs> in myself because my goal during the COVID outbreak and the stay-at-home orders was to really get us on the next tier of podcasting. So having a website or a Facebook page and changing where we post this. But for now, we're just going to keep it raw and keep it uh, face value, you know, what we've been doing so far. And it seems to resonate with our listeners. It does. It does. So here we are. Today is um, July 8th, 2020. So we're what I feel like on the tail end of the coronavirus, and just a quick plug, today is my son's 16th birthday, so Cameron Nicholas Garcia, happy birthday, happy little man. Birthday. Um, so, but So I spent the morning today out with him, um, but as I was saying, I feel like we're at coming towards the tail end of the coronavirus um, scare, outbreak, pandemic, however you want to word it, and a lot has been going on for you and myself mm -hmm. and our community. Uh, so I think we should probably just start with, you know, what have you been up to, Deb? What have I been up to? Yeah. Well, right after, so March 15th, I think is when um, the governor and schools um, were closed and, and that order to stay home. And um, part of how Wilton responded to that was um, I got to be a part of the Wilton Cares group and Sarah Spittle and Don Twamala and we had this little gathering down at the old train depot. It was so incredible to be in a, in a historical space making history with how we respond to those that were being quarantined, isolated, um, needed things and then that morphed into mask making it was neat to see our volunteer firemen um, take the boxes totes of food um, to people and deliver them it was just very neat to be a part of that now I also did 15,000 um, puzzle pieces 15,000 well, pieces worth of puzzles yes so, so is that I, 15 1,000 pieces um, no, it was 13 1,000 pieces okay. and two, that's only 14,000. I, I think I did three 500s, but I okay. really prefer the White Mountain Plug to White Mountain Puzzles. Um, I <laughs> spent a lot of money on puzzles also. I also um, got to welcome four babies um, of people that I know into wow. the world. Um, I wasn't delivering them. Sure. I just, just, just very close friends. Yeah. And then for weddings that didn't look like they were going to happen, but did happen in in a very strange way, distancing. So yeah. That was that was interesting. So you've navigated these last few months. Sounds like with a lot of puzzles and with a lot of distance, which a lot of us have have gone through is, you know, staying away from people. Um, for myself, you know, what I've been up to is I've really just been at work. Um, I've just kind of hid my head down in the sand um, and just continue doing what we what we do down at uh, my restaurant. And it's it's been great. Fortunately, the community has supported us and we've just continued to, you know, adapt um, beyond that, I've gotten to spend a lot of extra time with my son um, because it's his birthday. Not only that, but 
I spent a lot of time with him because he was pulled out of school. Mm -hmm. And so I had to alter my schedule with him, as I'm sure a lot of parents had to, you know, change your work schedule, change your play schedule, change your relaxation. You know, I mean, my whole out of work life got flipped on its head. I mean, because I was really with him a couple days a week. Then it turned into four days straight. You know, so I was more responsible for, not that I wasn't before, but I was more responsible for making sure on certain days that he had what he needed and things were in place. So, you know, going to the grocery store, which my wife usually does most of the grocery shopping. And I also have a big grocery store right down the hill from my house (laughs) that I can go to whenever I want. Uh, But, you know, I mean, so making sure that he had what he needed. um, You know, I spent some time writing, reading, thinking. Uh, those are things that I really enjoy doing. Reading and writing helps me get my thoughts out. Uh, so did a lot of that and, you know, just really tried to stay healthy like everybody else did. Um, I know that in order to know whether or not you're healthy, you have to get a test for the COVID-19 virus. And uh, just so happens that in preparation for this broadcast, this podcast today, Dev and I actually went yesterday and she got tested at the Milford Armory. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So so because I come from a healthcare background, I do think it's important not, not just to isolate quarantine if you need to be aware of, you know, if you're having any extra things going on health-wise, um, a mask. Um, I totally believe in that. Um, um, in, in, in a healthy way, I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm not fearful of things, but, um, since our governor has asked us to mask when we're in close proximity to people, um, or out shopping, um, he's also asked us to, um, feel free to get our COVID test. So I thought that would be good preparation for us in our podcast coming back. So, um, if you will, I wrote it down somewhere, if you will go to, um, nh.gov, that website, and down on that link there is a COVID testing site, you can actually schedule a testing. And we went down to the armory. Mm -hmm. I met DJ down there. He got in my car with a mask on. And, and I got tested and documented. I told it. the uh, the nice <laughs> national guardsman yeah. that I was there for research <laughs> um, because I don't do well with things in my nose. So, uh, so and it was it was really easy having been yeah. on the other end, being the one sticking swabs at people's yeah. places. This was just a swab. It was not a nasal pharyngeal swab, which is like a little brush kind of a thing. Uh-huh. It wasn't that. It really is just a swab, and uh-huh. it just up in your nostril, they count to five, and boom, they put it in a tube, and it goes off, yep. and and I should know the results of that in three to five days. I did that not because um, DJ and I would not be here if I felt like I was ill, but just, I think, to let people know that it's okay. DJ didn't get sick while I, I mean, it. He, he didn't scream when it happened to me. No. He sat there so calmly, like, so glad it wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> That's someday, true. It was, I was glad. Um, but, yeah, and we were there. It was quick. It was like four minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really fast. Pulled up first. Register. What's your name? Verify your yeah. date of birth. Pull up. Do the nose swab. Here's your information. Check out your results in three to five days. Yeah, and they will call me. They will call me. Yeah, so, so if anybody out there has been nervous about that, 
Deb and I went through it yesterday. Well, Deb did. I went through 50% of it. um, And it really didn't seem all that bad. Um, And there was no additional exposure to anybody around us who may have been actually sick. Uh, There was no chance for them to pass any of their... You yeah. know, illness onto us. The, so, ar- the armory down in Milford, um, easy peasy. Yeah. So that is basically the coronavirus yeah. aspect of this. Let's we want to try to move on. We're, <laughs> we're ready. We're all ready to get past this. So um, last night, or was it last night? No, it was because it's Wednesday now. So on Monday night, Dev and I, for the first time in about three months, were able to sit at the cool kids table at the select board meeting um, and hear about what was happening on the agenda. So we wrote down quite a few things up here. Um, The first one that we wrote is that (laughs) the live stream, if you, if you want to be part of what's going on down at the select board meeting, then you can see it on the Wilton uh, NH.gov website. You can get a link right to the live stream. They're also doing zoom meetings now. So they'll give you, it's actually Wilton NH.gov. WiltonNH.gov. Yeah. yeah. So you can see what's going on there and not actually be present. So if you're still trying to social distance, then uh, you're still able to be yeah. involved. Call in. You can call in yep. to Matt. You can text Matt, the mm-hmm. Matt Fish, our chairman. You can email in our administration, administrative assistant. There's yep. lots of ways to For get public in. comment. But you can also come down to the meetings now. Mm-hmm. And most of the ones that I've been present for, there's been very little mm-hmm. comment um, for, through those mediums, through text or through email. People just seem to be kind of watching and listening and not really saying much. But it's kind of like that when you're there in person, too. Yeah. Not a lot of people hop up. Yeah. Do you um, notice I had to like go, hello? Yeah. Person here. Yeah, because they're so used <laughs> to talking to the computer. <laughs> um, so it was good to be back. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was. I mean, it's something that at this point has become like a part of my regular week, uh, you know, just being there and watching, you know, what they go through on a regular basis. So the new business that they covered on Monday uh, was uh, the billing for the water and sewer department. So the town office covers... Uh, or does the administrative side of collections for the water and sewer department. And in return for that, the water and sewer department make payments to offset the work done by the tax collector or the office is basically what I got. So the town of Wilton has come to the realization that we have not been getting paid. And then at the same stroke realized, well, it's because we haven't actually billed them. Uh, because Tom Schultz, one of the uh, water and sewer commissioners, mm-hmm. I believe he is the chairman mm-hmm. of the sewer commission, mm-hmm. uh, he had an opportunity to see that was on the agenda that they were going to discuss this. And he was able to come down in person and, and kind of let everybody in the room know, you know, hey, we already know we have to pay this and we just need a bill. You know, this is how it works. It was in their budget. Yeah. It was, it was so it wasn't anything untoward. It was um, something that just it went, yeah, just easily got brushed under the rug. Yeah. And this is that whole material piece, you know, where it's like if the auditors, for example, when they look over our financials, they're not looking at five and ten thousand dollar transactions. They're looking at fifty thousand, hundred thousand. So this is kind of in that same that same vein where you know it's it's only a few thousand dollars a year, you know. So it's easy for that to kind of get forgotten. So now that both sides are on the same page. I think that it'll 
you know, resolve itself yeah. from what I gathered last night. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was one of the new business topics. Uh, they spoke about paving. So you get ready because some of your streets might be getting paved. Uh, they're going to lay down some new uh, top coat, um, make some repairs that are needed. Uh, with the coronavirus stuff going on, the town is trying to make broad 10% cuts on certain things just to save money because nobody knows what's going to happen as we march on through 2020 and beyond. So they're trying to cut back a little bit on expenses and maybe not as much paving as we had budgeted for is going to get done, but I still think a lot of it will be done and that's what they discussed last night. So be on the lookout for the highway crew. Give them a toot toot when you go by. Two nights ago. Two nights ago. Just, right. Just Two so nights. You know, Sorry. DJ, I have, to keep, I have to keep DJ back in. This yeah. isn't Tuesday, but it's two nights ago. But right. um, I did think it was an important piece of information that um, our revenues are actually up in um, car registrations. And mm-hmm. there was another area. Our revenues are up yeah. um, year to date from what they were. A year ago, so yeah. I thought that was an important. Uh, it will, Wilton. Not that we we all need to be careful going forward in in our own personal budgets and with our town budgets. But I thought that was looking looking back a year ago that mm. that those things are actually up. So Wilton is doing is doing okay. Yeah. For sure. And just to put my nerdy economist slash financial guy hat on. I've been reading that a lot of that's going on. And maybe the reason for that is because people are actually out buying new cars and the real estate market is hotter than it's ever been. And this is on the this is on the back end of a huge rush in the real estate industry. So people are buying new homes, which means they need new furnishings, they need new, you know, creature comforts, and they're also buying new cars. My stepfather is a car salesman and he was out of work for about two months, but when he went back, he said it's been crazy. He's been You know, they've been understaffed and over demand, you know, so maybe that's why our revenues are raising is because people have newer vehicles and and that and and puzzles, DJ. (laughs) Well, I don't think the tax gets any revenue from puzzles, though. Okay, all right. But if we could find a way, we should talk to Jane downtown and see what (laughs) she thinks. So that was most of the new business, Uh, old business that they discussed. uh, They talked about some of the national landmark not national but local landmarks in town sheldrick forest uh the healed tract uh they talked about garwin falls there was a public hearing about changing the direction of sand hill road uh, just during the summer months uh i was present for most of it you showed up about halfway through i don't really want to cover too much of that um maybe we're fortunate because we live up on the hills and we're not down in the valley where all the beautiful water is but um you know Definitely some high volume visiting happening in the yeah. reservoir and near yeah. Garwin Falls and is creating parking issues and issues for the locals in that area. Um, I hope they work it out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I was going to stick my nose out just because I'm like that and make a public comment during it, but I chose not to. Uh, my opinion is, is that, you know, Wilton has tried really hard over the last 250 years to stay just hidden in the Monadnock Valley and nobody knows about us. But now with the internet, we can't hide our beauty anymore. Mm -hmm. People are finding us and they want to come check us out. And we're at a pivotal point where 
do we want these people here? Do we kick them out? Mm -hmm. Really, it's really hard to say. I'm getting the vibe that most people want to keep them away and kick them out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess I don't really have a horse in that fight other than I run a business in town. Um, I do actually see quite a few people who have been swimming and been at these water features Mm -hmm. in town who then come down and see me. Mm -hmm. Um, And if there was more businesses for them to patronize, Mm -hmm. they might do that too. So it's really really a double-edged sword. Uh, It's not a discussion I think that you and I can solve over today's podcast, especially. And something that um, um, monthly we are going to be having department reports. Mm -hmm. And so you can actually look to see um, how the fire department has responded, how the police department has responded, ambulance department, our public works. Um, that was something that I asked. It's something that our select board gets every month, and I asked that that be made available to mm-hmm. us. So um, um, when this next department meeting happens, and I think you get called into the department meeting stuff. Yeah, I'm invited to them. They haven't been happening right. recently. Right. Um, and I had been a, re- a regular attendee. But I'll bet I'll bet in July. Yeah. So so when those department reports are made, um, that's something that I've asked for, and I'm sure that they will be. Mm-hmm. I've also um, the audit report um, is supposed to be out in the next four to six weeks. That's something that. Um, um, a couple years ago, um, there were there was a bunch of stuff going on, and we weren't able to see things. And um, that those auditors will be coming to a select board meeting, mm-hmm. and those will be um, made reports will be made available to mm-hmm. us as citizens. So, um, stay on top of that. Another thing that um, Catherine Hecht has um, put forth this financial policies report and um, when that gets closer I have also asked that we be able to see that basically I just like us to be able to see a lot of things I several times um, I've asked for our select board to go to site walks on all of these things that Mm -hmm. are being so they can have eyes on things right away and bring back some maps for us we have all these maps in in the in the boardroom and what boardroom what's it called courtroom um i i just i'm so visual that um i like to know um dj dj smiles because i have this big piece of paper up here that's got (laughs) our our agenda for the podcast and so um i just think that's helpful i don't think you can share too much information when it comes to letting people know what we're talking about. Yeah, and Catherine Heck has done a lot of great work for the town. The financial policies that she's outlined for us, they're important to have. And I hope that it seems as though the select board and the finance department and the treasury for that matter are looking forward to implementing as many of them as we can. She comes from a long uh you know, experience of working in corporate accounting mm-hmm. and she's run her own business for a while. I'm 99% sure she is the treasurer of Greenfield and has been that for a long time. So she really knows the things that we're behind on. So she's offered a lot of great perspective and helped us out a lot. So thank you, Catherine. Um, the next item that we heard about last night was that... Two nights ago. Jeez. Oh, Monday <laughs> night was that uh, Kermit had suggested that we consider moving the polling site. And this was something he had already been thinking, but have also been receiving letters from residents um, begging them to 
consider either moving or changing protocol or something to that effect. So it's difficult because voting is already hard. I mean, across the country, you hear about how difficult it is for people to vote. And now we're talking about social distancing and limiting occupancy and, I mean, across the board, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of issues. Uh, Kermit had suggested maybe moving it to the one of the schools, which is not a horrible idea. They have a big open space. Um, some of the other board members were a little concerned about the students maybe, you know, possibly being exposed to something that somebody brings there. Even though the students aren't in session right now, it's really unclear as to whether or not they're even going to come back in the fall, if they're going to be back full time. Nobody really knows. Um, I had suggested maybe reaching out to one of the you know private real estate owners in town, uh, such as um, Fred Rodell, who owns the mills back behind the post office, or also um, Chuck Crawford, who owns the Wilton Falls building, which is across from the police station. Maybe we can work something out like that. But ultimately... I think the right solution is is do it at town hall, but you have to do what every business and everybody has had to do, which mm-hmm. is maintain social distance, limit the amount of people that can come in, and we're going to have to start staging mm-hmm. voting on the outside of the building before people come in. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. So yeah. that really puts the, the period in that. I mean, yeah. I spoke with, with Jane, the tax collector. Um, she feels the same. Um, and I think that getting the word out to people, hey, yeah. voting, which has already been, in a sense, like a chore for some people, right. they feel civically responsible to do it, but it's a chore to do it. Now it's going to be even more complex. How many people are just going to turn around and go away if it's yeah. not downtown, yeah. if they get there and they have to go somewhere else? It's like, you only got to sit her for five minutes or you only have a 10 minute window. I mean, it's a lot of complexity. I think keeping it easy peasy is what we should do. And and um, I volunteer for um, the polls. So, um, yep. it, you know, we are going to need more volunteers yeah. holding up little signs that um, are suggesting this. Mm-hmm. So and so, you know, if if you're available, you know, during the day, come down and mm-hmm. help. Volunteer. You don't get to wear any signs or stickers on your body who you're supporting or anything like that. Yeah. But that's not the point. I don't even think point. you're allowed to. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Bad. But I'm saying so. Yeah. So in even the candidates will need to yep. wherever social distancing starts. If it starts outside the building, across the street from the building, you know, as people are coming in, all of that I'm presuming is going to need to be moved back. Also. Yeah. So. Be on the be on the alert for that. You can hear yeah. it first here because we'll get the notice as to what decisions they make, and we'll be happy to let yeah. you all know. Because we go to we the can. meetings, you guys. Yeah, and you can come hang out with us. There's yeah. plenty, the the cool kids table. Just in case you've never been there, is a big oval black table. You can fit about ten chairs around it, and we got room for ten friends. Well, eight more friends because there's you and I already there. <laughs> so. Um, a couple other things just to kind of round this out. Uh, I've been personally working throughout the coronavirus uh, situation on the planning board's escrow accounts. Uh, so they've raised issue about uh, the town following legal protocols and RSAs for handling people's money that actually isn't the possession of the town. It belongs to the applicant and then they have to draw from it to pay expenses throughout the planning process. So that was a big mouthful, but long and short is, is that the money that we're collecting is not actually the town's money, so we have to treat that a certain way. So we have the programs that we need with TD Bank to keep this money separate as not part of the town of Wilton, uh, but 
getting the process nailed down has been kind of the, the ebb and flow part. Far as I know, prior to my tenure as treasurer, it's never really been done the way that the planning board wants it to be done, which is in sub accounts separated from all the other money. So we're working on it. Um, and we don't have to spend too much time talking about it, but if you are a regular monitor monitorer of the agenda, you will see on there the past few weeks that land use accounting has been on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one who keeps tabling it, so they never really discuss it. I'm hoping that by the next select board meeting, we have a solution to this and it'll be on the agenda, it'll get discussed, and it'll be a thing in the past. Uh, so that's something I've been working on as the treasurer. Uh, The other thing that I've been working on in the beginning of this episode, I talked about, uh, I've been doing some writing and thinking and reading. Uh, So in light of the, you know, situations that have happened across the country with police and, you know, resisting arrest and um, if you want to call it racism or prejudice or brutality, I don't want to use those words because I really don't think it's that. I think it's poor judgment Mm -hmm. on the the part of the individuals involved, Uh, but in light of that, I wrote a three-page letter to the board and to the police chief where I basically outlined my position and my vantage point of what's happened and how I'm making a stand today that it should never happen in Wilton, um, anything like that. So I basically titled it uh, Committing to Non-Lethal uh, Encounters with the Police and Anybody. So um, I've decided to offer up some donations and contributions to the town um, in order to fund things such as tasers and taser training or additional non-lethal encounter trainings for the police department, as well as um, purchasing body cameras for all of our officers and whatever needs to go along with that. And then the third thing, and this is the exciting part, which I'm glad we have all you guys here listening, is that my wife and I, Amy, uh, we have decided to create a effort initiative called Progress Wilton. Um, And so what that is, is we're going to seed it with $500. And then we're going to start looking for people in the community to contribute via volunteerism, maybe financially, maybe with gifts or um, activism, whatever it may be. All you folks out there that have uh, an opinion or or want to be involved in the way that we are policed and the way that we are governed, there's two ways to do that. And that's you know, through being angry and loud on social media or through the the town hall. Um, So come down there and make your voice heard. But Progress Wilton is going to be something that I'm going to personally head up. We're going to run, um, you know, fundraising events and other events that brings the community together and makes everybody talk about what's going on in the world and make Wilton a better place. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that is the long and the short of it. Uh, Once I get a chance to meet with the chief, he's on vacation this week. Once I get a chance to meet with him, I'm going to make the letter that I wrote public so that uh, you folks can see it if you'd like. And uh, after that, um, you're going to start seeing progress. Wilton start making an impact in the region um, and let's probably start with those little rubber bands that mm-hmm. go on people's wrists. You've mm-hmm. probably seen them for all types of different events. It's just going to say Progress Wilton. I'll make them available for sale. And all the proceeds are not going in my pocket. They're going to benefit our police force and our uh, community. So right. that's it, really. And that you, you sent me that letter, and I thought it was very well put together, and thank I you. appreciated it. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad that you know you looked at it. I before I gave it to anybody else who it was meant for, I let a few folks read it, just because I need sometimes to get talked off a yeah. ledge. Like, am I am I going too far here, yeah. or am I in the right right lane? So, 
Um, our episodes run really long today, but I think it's because it's been three months since y'all heard from us. Yeah, y'all. Um, sorry, that's the Florida. <laughs> that's the Florida and me coming out. <laughs> Uh, but hey, so this is after the checks are signed. I'm DJ Garcia, your town treasurer. This is Deb Mordvit, yeah, uh, our deputy treasurer. Um, we are so happy that you guys listen. And what's the most important thing to say? So and every time we always let you all know that uh, no taxpayer dollars were used in the production of yeah. this episode. Uh, so thanks for listening. Good to be back. We're looking, yeah, we're looking forward to doing this more, more and more. Uh, so thanks for listening, and we'll talk soon. All right, bye. All right, bye bye.